Rings of Saturn are debris, and that's good news for you and me. It's Rhyme and Reason, episode 295. There's a Hey there, Tony here with Rhyme and Reason, and uh, thank you for tuning in, by the way, uh, those of you who are listening. If you're not listening, then pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Um, how are you? How you doing today in your neck of the woods? Why do they call it a neck of the woods? I wonder why. I wonder why it's not the leg of the woods. Anyway, uh, rabbit trail. I'm, I'm talking today about some cool creation science stuff. Uh, creation science, I don't know, I like it. It's a... Uh, it's a topic that I really like. You've, you've heard me talk about it on here before, so you probably guessed that already. And if you aren't one of those who likes knowing where we came from or uh, evidence to, to believe that we are designed and, and things like that, then this is probably an episode you'd probably want to tune out. But for those of you who, who really like the idea that science can be trusted um, more for design than it can for evolution then you're, you're maybe going to be a little bit interested in this today because I'm talking about the rings of Saturn, you know, which is proof positive that we, hear, we are here from God, right? I mean, I probably could stop right there, right? You're going, what? Rings of Saturn? How's it, what does that have to do with Earth, you know, and our being here? And what's the meaning of life, right? Well, did you know that those beautiful rings of Saturn, and they really are beautiful, and you see pictures of them from uh, our... Uh, you know, the cameras that we have out in space and they take pictures, it's just beautiful. They're it's, it's really cool looking. But um, did you know they're debris? It's actually debris. You know, you've heard that old expression, one man's trash is another man's treasure, right? You've heard that. Well, how about one planet's debris is another planet's beautiful scenery, you know? So from Earth, we look at that debris and we go, wow, that's really beautiful. And that's exactly what happens uh, when we, you know, gaze at the rings of Saturn through the telescopes that we have. And you might say those rings are some d- delightful dust bunnies, you know, but then you might be embarrassed when people laugh at you for saying that, so maybe you better not. So anyway, oh, I think I just did. Well, how are the dirty rings of Saturn good news for you and me? At the beginning of this episode, that's what I said. It's good, for, it's good news for you and me, right? Well, how? Well, Why? What does that have to do with us, right? Well, those rings actually prove Saturn is a young planet. It's not an old one, like evolutionary scientists would have you believe. They've been saying that for years, too. Um, They've been saying those planetary rings around Saturn and Jupiter and Uranus and Neptune are leftovers. That's what they've been saying. Dust rings left over after those planets evolved from swirling gases and dust. Those silly scientists. Oh, my goodness. Well, here's how the rings of Saturn and, um, and those other planets and their rings, how they actually got there. I'm going to quote somebody here. Quote, they form when a planet's gravity captures material from a passing asteroid or material expelled from a nearby moon by a volcano, a geyser, tidal effects, or the impact of a comet or meteorite. Unquote. And that's from Dr. Walt Brown's book, In the Beginning. Now, if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you've heard me quote Dr. Brown um, because that's an awesome science book. And he's got credentials that most of those silly scientists that I, rec- that I uh, referred to before, 
wish they had. And uh, anyway, so he's got credentials. I'm not just quoting some um, Christian preacher or pastor who just wants to believe that. This is a guy who's got um, he's got the 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 stuff behind it. You know, he when he's saying something, he's done the research. He's got st- something behind it. And uh, he also says that that debris that uh, forms those rings is called ring rain. That's a, I like that ring rain. Ring rain. Say that a few times. Anyway, and it can be seen falling to the planet's surface at a rapid rate, he says, which proves the rings are young. In other words, the ring rain, ring rain, sounds like you're saying it wrong every time I say it, ring rain. Anyway, uh, he says that it couldn't have been falling at that, that rate that it's falling for millions of years or it'd be long gone by now. And that helps us to form our worldview of creation, right? Our worldview. You know, that that makes me think of a song. I'm going to play this song for you, Worldview, and I'll be right back. Master plans and incidents Master man, more accidents What does this song mean? Could be soil and green Charlie cars, two rocket ships Honesty, inside it tips Do you catch my drift? The paradigm did shift It's a worldview That's not for me and you It's a worldview No empirical thoughts It's a worldview
Get in touch with yourselves and the animals, child. And the still small voice is cast away. Exile, it's a worldview. That's not for me and you. It's a worldview. And no empirical thoughts. It's a worldview. What's a humanist to do? Don't you see you can be in tougher spots? You gotta be mindful where you cast your lots. how the lyrics talked about empirical thoughts. You know, empirical evidence is something we can see. We can actually, you know, the the evolutionary scientists love to mention empirical thoughts or empirical evidence because they believe that that works against Christians who believe in a God that no one can see. And yet they don't really work with empirical evidence when they're talking about millions and millions of years. There's, for one thing, there's no empirical evidence that anything ever lasted that long. There's no, no empirical evidence for that. But there is empirical evidence for the rings of Saturn being debris and falling at a rapid rate into the planet's gravity. There, there's tons of empirical evidence for that. And the empirical evidence leads to the fact that it couldn't have been there a long time. That planet could not have been there a long time. And it didn't form from the leftovers of swirling gases and dust. that The empirical evidence goes there. And, you know, the Bible talks about faith as the evidence of things not seen but hoped for, you know. So faith and evidence go hand in hand. And God doesn't expect us just to have blind faith that whatever happened, you know, that it just could have happened. He's given us all kinds of evidence. In fact, the whole world points to him. Just look at the design, the complexity, the dependable complexity. You know, the sun comes up in the east every day. It's actually not coming up. Our world is turning toward it. It's revolving. But you don't wake up in the morning and say, I wonder where the sun's coming up today. You don't ever do that. You can depend on the design of it. And you can depend on the fact that, you know, we just experienced a vernal equinox, the beginning of spring. And they can pinpoint when it's going to happen. Now, how could that be random, right? That's like a clock. And the clock uh, has clockwork. And the clockwork was designed by the, the, the great designer, the most magnificent designer. And for those of us who love Jesus and trust him to be the creator of heaven, earth, and you and me, This debris that I talked about 
is more evidence. It's more good news. It helps to prove the reliability of the Bible. And it's more evidence of things not seen. And I wrote a little four-line poem that goes with this. The stars in the heavens and planetary rings are more sparkling reasons my hopeful glad heart sings. That does it for this episode of Rhyme and Reason. And until next time, thank you for tuning in. This is Tony reminding you that we have, uh, what, four more episodes? This is 295, so six, seven, eight, nine. Yep, four more episodes in between this episode and episode 300 where the giant giveaway of millions and trillions of my song is going to happen. Millions and trillions of my song? Well, a bunch of songs. I'm going to give away a bunch of songs to three people on the 300th episode. And the way that you can be eligible for that is you subscribe to this podcast and you send me an email telling me that you did. Subscribe to this podcast or subscribe to the Rhyme and Reason bandwagon. Jump on the bandwagon at TonyFunderberg.com. Look over on the right-hand side and see my covert disguised self over there with a place where you can put in your name and email. And you'll get some free stuff right away. Music and a book for kids and... It's just, uh, you know, no cost at all to you. No obligation. You can unsubscribe anytime, uh, the first time I offend you or the third time. You know, whatever. I mean, anytime you want. So, like I said, uh, that's it for this episode of Rhyme and Reason. And until next time, remember, there is a rhyme and reason to life because God made you. There's a rhyme and reason.